from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. And I wonder what Randy's doing today. Beautiful day. He's probably out at Disney. I hope he's doing good. I think he has his own condo right there on uh, in Tomorrowland. Brayden, did uh, Chief Five ever get any of the? Uh, did you see the message I got on Facebook uh, on our what Big and Wild page? What are you doing page? with your headphones? Why are you wearing them things all like <laughs> well, that? Funky Wampus? Like, hey, what is that? Well, because I had uh, some precancer stuff burn off my ears yesterday afternoon, and, and uh, dude, why do you go to the doctor for that? I have a pocket knife. <clears throat> Then I wouldn't be able to put them on at all. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I wouldn't have no ear. Actually, it would be it would slide <laughs> on there a lot easier. <laughs> it would yeah, be nice and smooth over there. So, but anyway, uh, I know. Sorry, the message that was there was uh, about the light. Did uh, G five ever get the uh, wicked lights? No. In? Well, they need to hurry up. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to call Dylan out on the air? Is that what you want me to do? No, I don't know. Okay. I'm not getting in their business. But well, I, know I will that say they, that they, uh, they do have some handhelds in there. But uh, I'm with you. Hey, trust me, man. I'd love to have the wicked lights in there. I know that we uh, gave away a few of them when we had them when we first got them, and uh, we had the rifle one in there for a while. We gave that away. But but the ones that you wear, what's that one? Though, what's something pro? What is the one well, that you the- wear? The Scan Pro three in one light. Yeah, that yeah, was that's uh, one it. of the Scan Pro. Last week, uh, I guess a message came in. It was the first time ever somebody actually had a question directed towards me for the show. <laughs> Usually, you get them all. <laughs> yeah. so it's dear always something Glenn, crazy, my, man. My dearest Glenn, I can't stand <laughs> those other guys. Would you please help me? Yeah, pretty much. The yeah. last part wasn't nothing to dearest Glenn though. <laughs> what was it about the light? What, yes, because uh, they got a they got a gator permit, uh, kind of like what the guy you said was asking about some equipment. Now they're mm-hmm. trying to get everything in place and get in order. Right. Um, I will say that the uh, Wicked Light, by far, and I and I say this to people too, it's the best headlamp I've ever owned. Best light headlamp uh, I've owned. Many, many. Some cheap, some more, just as expensive as the Wicked Light. All I can and, say is anything is better than the one that I always saw you wearing, or the one Doug wearing, where you got to be hooked up to a twelve volt battery, and there's eighty five <laughs> feet, eighty five feet of. Well, you got to have a lot of cord with it. Eighty five feet of cord draped all over the boat or the airboat, and then you're tripping and pulling, and tink, somebody inevitably pulls on it, and doo, all the lights go out, and uh, you know the the Wicked Lights. I know that when we first looked at them, and uh, played with them. Uh, the fact that the battery life alone is, is incredible on those things for the amount of brightness that that thing throws out. I mean, that thing is a is a is a torch. Yeah, I mean, if Jonathan was here, torch. we'd have a Facebook Live going on about it. But what I wanted to bring up was the fact that besides it's a good quality light, it kind of goes with that warranty of the Bull Bay system. Uh, this past uh, about a week and a half ago, I broke the clip that holds the batteries in place. On this, uh, on the wicked light, and uh, so I, I went, how'd you break it? Did you drop it? What, I, I was out. Uh, it's got a little keeper on it, and I was just trying to change the batteries out to charge them up. Oh, you broke it! I, I broke it. I broke. You the muscled clip. it over. I did with my little fat thumb. So uh, yeah, <laughs> so I, I went online to try to get one a replacement clip because I was like, how hard could it be? It's just got a little pin in it, mm-hmm. and just replace it. Can't be that expensive. And uh, regardless of what it costs, I was going to get a couple of them. And I sent them an email, and I used my personal email, nothing to do with Big and Wild. 
um, my personal email, sent it to them, and told them exactly what happened. I broke it, opening the clip, no manufacturer defects. Did you admit defects. up to it? You yeah. said I did No manufacturer defects, no flaw in any of the craftsmanship or work on the, the unit itself. I just broke the clip, and I didn't see anything on your website that you can order. Dean, uh, are you paying attention to this, I am. Mr. I'm Klutz? No, this, this would be good for you because you break everything. I do break a lot of so, things. So... <laughs> <laughs> a day goes by, and uh, I get an email back after about a day, and the email said, uh, sorry for the delay in responding to your question, and no, we do not carry those clips. Um, what what model do you have? And I told him the 3-in-1 Scan Pro headlamp, and he said, we're sending you a new battery box uh, be shipped today. Wow. Replied back, okay. Uh, where you do mean I- like the whole battery box yeah, you or see just it right the clip here in my thing? Hand. Oh, is that the new one? That's the old one. I just changed the new one out and put the uh, – there's the old one. Anyway. Do you want me to see if I can break this one? The old so one's fine. Yeah, one? you can break the old one all you want to. But So anyway, I responded back, okay, where do I pay? Um, just go on and pay for it, charge it to my card, whatever. How do I process it? It's under warranty, even though I broke it. So well, anyway. there you go. That's see, awesome. Klutzomania, you need that. So anyway, I just want to say, I man. I don't see where it's broken. How did that even latch? Let me see. Okay, see, here's okay. the new one. <laughs> your, your thumbs sorry, are a lot bigger than mine. Uh, uh, I'm not touching uh, from it. experience. Oh, what, okay. Yeah, okay. I see there's a lot. Okay. All right, yeah, I understand It's missing that. that little piece. Oh, but, oh okay. Uh, yeah, it would, be a, it would be a simple fix if you think about it. You're well, right. It's just a little I never thing realized just how and, simple the process is. It's just a... Uh, Got little grooves on it, and you just slide the the elastic head strap off of uh, the each side of the clips, Here. and there it is. It's took me all in about four or five minutes to change it out, and and, and is it, it comes, all charged up now? Yeah, it's well, no, I've used it two nights. Uh, frog so, vegan. but is it still charged up or no? Yeah, with the new batteries in it. Let's see. It goes. No, about, don't blind me. Blind oh, Dean. Man. Dean's the Dean's the. I'm ah. God, <laughs> he's got the red lens in it. Oh, seriously? <laughs> Let though. me see it. Let me see that. It's oh. in, it's so it's in, got a red light, a green light, and, red, and, a, green and a white light. So you can wow, you can rotate it, and uh, you push it in. Here's the button to turn it on. But see, I, what I like about the wicked lights is uh, it stays. You might want to clean that lens there. Uh, get all that frog. <laughs> it's pretty dirty. <laughs> I will say pretty that. Nasty. It's on there. But the when you when you turn it off and you turn it on. It's at the same brightness that you turned it off at, so yeah, it, that you're not having to crank or turn a knob or anything. Or like go that. through the switch selection yeah, to get so back. Yeah, so as soon you, as you as soon as you hit it, it, it like it goes right the to other the other side. Oh yeah, as soon as you hit it, it, it starts where it starts where it left off. So you're I know this like, is radio, and you can't see Braden shining lights. I'm showing sure, sure <laughs> sure little rabbits I'm and sure the little finger hands on the <laughs> sailing entertaining himself. But does well, this roll back? Well, Can you do that so that it's a wide angle thing, or do you leave yeah. that piece on there? That rubber piece. The on rubber the piece end? is just because it does get a little hot. Oh, okay. as oh, it runs. Because um, it's a halogen so, type yeah. dealio, yeah. So you oh. can twist it in, make it a floodlight or a spot. Uh, you can rotate. Why it. are you shining it over my oh, say, shining it over there? With that cone on the top, that plastic piece, it kind of, as you said, it kind of narrows it down. That would be great for searching for uh, channel markers and everything. This beam is you incredible. Would not I can, how bright I can that thing is. If shine we're it all the way across br- the lake. If we're seeing it that bright in this studio, I mean, with lights on, <laughs> lights on. But you can imagine what it's like in the dark, and and of course, it's cordless. Uh, it's very portable. How long does that battery last? You said you've go, been out two nights already frog gigging, so yeah, it'll go. Um, if I if I turn it on and off, uh, it'll go about four hours. You know, as I go, I mean, not just turn it off and, but turn it on and leave it on for five, ten, fifteen minutes, and maybe turn it off for a couple of minutes, 
turn it back on. I, I get a good four hours out of it. Uh, just steadily beaming. Uh, it'll go, I get about three and a half hours. Of, so you only lose wow. a half hour by keeping yes. it on all yeah. the entire time. And of course I went ahead and invested <laughs> in, bought me some of them 11, 870, uh, batteries, right. Uh, next year set. So I don't even worry about it now. Just I just run it because I'm not, I'm going to run out of gas before I run out of battery. Oh, that's so true. with this, do you just plug it directly in through this cord, or do you take the batteries out and just put them in their own charger? Yeah, it comes with its own charger. You take the batteries in and out. But what this does is it allows you to, when you're storing it or in travel, you unplug it. So if you accidentally touch oh, the button, gotcha. your light won't burn your battery out. Oh, uh, that's smart. That way you're not, it's not been on for four hours in your bag, and you're like, why is this thing dead? So Crony I'm just batteries. saying uh, – the frog, man, that, that, that you see the side of that frog I gigged last night? Uh, the one you sent me on my phone? Yes. It made me hungry. Dude, that, was, <laughs> that was just one frog? That was one frog. How I many gig- did you get that looked just like that? Nine. Oh, really? my goodness. Yes. Nine of so them. So there's no frog legs for breakfast this morning. I don't understand uh, that. I'm saving them for the... No, you're not oh, saving, saving anything. Them. Yeah, I'm going to fry them up at the Lake Panda. The, for oh, the, the Panther yeah, Challenge? Yeah, I'm up there. Well, that one there. frog. I'll be there. That one frog will feed three people. <laughs> Jeez. I could have really... The front legs would have been like a small one. That frog was so big, you could actually take the back straps out of it. Now the, you, got I, you know what's funny is there is some of that. Where I cut it, I got. I was like, Did you used to catch them on rod and reel? On it. Yeah. I would say when I was a kid, I used to go down to a pond near me and just use a little strip of felt and just catch them on rod and reel. Yeah. You're now so the evil. mosquito population just increased by five thousand last night after taking him out. And so did the lizard population and everything else that got near that big old mouth. All right, we got to take a real quick break, you guys. We are the Bigger Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford and our good friends out there at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Go see him today. Yes, sir. I hear you loud and clear. All right. Welcome one back. One ear on the ear. No, it's good. In one ear and stay in there because the other one doesn't have headphones on it. Uh, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are in the studio today. Braden, Glenn, and uh, Dean Frazier, our good buddy, the uh, the uh, fishing commando of uh, Pinellas County. The terror and the bane of many, many apartment and condo complexes around the area. I little, try to be. <laughs> a little bit later, uh, we're going to have a, a little personal chat with uh, Dean here on the radio, but... I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you'd been out the past two nights out frog gigging, and whenever I think of you frog gigging, I think of you heading eastbound. I think of you heading out towards Polk County, but I, I am I mistaken on that? Because you got new stomping grounds these days up around a certain lake that I know of. Is uh, that where you've been going up there no, getting actually, those amphibians? I, no, uh, these here are right there at the house. So, uh, that big bullfrog came yeah. out from your house? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, for years and years. Um, you should just have not said anything <laughs> about that, you foolish mortal. No, you can't. You know, It don't matter. The uh, For many years, you know, living there since 90, uh, occasional one or two bullfrogs here and there. But uh, the water's low on one of the creeks that run by and uh, just got a little. On that end or on the, the one east, close to the uh, No, on stuff. the east end of the lake. The, okay. The, um, That's where the submarine lives, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's the submarine, about a, Dean, by the way, it was a nor- ginormous, like, maybe 13-foot alligator that you would see going out from across the lake in the evening. Kind of got a little bit of a hint. I wouldn't think there would be a U-boat in there. Well, he, <laughs> he looked like, if you've ever seen the uh, the uh, 
the submarines leaving Norfolk. You mm-hmm. know, there's that back, and then there's that head, and then all of a sudden it just kind of disappears. Disappears, yeah. And uh, almost like at six or seven o'clock at night, you'd see him. <laughs> and all the other alligators, that were, all the other alligators that were in the lake would be going, yeah, 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 yeah. They'd be scattering <laughs> out to the to the edges. Oh man, he's in the water. He's out. He's amongst us. Let's get out of here. So yeah. you went down there. Yeah, and you know, there's little pockets of uh, just little mud mud holes, and uh, and that's where that. And I really tell you, I'm surprised that there was. So that you were many walking out. and chunking, or yeah, you, you were... see the four wheeler. I just drove the four wheeler. I four wheeler in that picture. If you well, look behind it, how could I see anything beyond the size of that massive hog? A hog of well, a you frog was really just focused killed. on the frog then. Apparently, I but, was. And your credit uh, gig that was built in 1940, whatever, is still effective. Well, a sharpened piece of metal probably. Does. I sharpened it up and knocked the rust off of it. It works. Still- <laughs> oh, okay. Now those are aluminum yeah. prongs. They, they work. He's good. up to date on his tetanus. He's fine. Yeah. So, yes. but in that same little body of water where those came from, I was really surprised that the frogs are in there like they are because there's about a nine nine and a half foot uh, gator in in that same little pocket. You know, Courtney was with me the other evening. She said. You know, if you fall over and get in that water, I'm not helping you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, it'll be all right. I it got makes this. you wonder how one this size made it that big around Yeah, but those. just not that one. Nine. Nine now, more. It, did you get nine and give up, or did you just only want nine and then stop, yeah. or mosquitoes carried you? No, well, why the, did you stop at nine? Uh, stopped at nine because uh, they were more out into where you can't get to them in the bog. So it's, you know, they moved out a little further, you know, after getting, moving them around and getting them skittish in a little area, they were gone. That's they were out you, there. Where they were that's at. when you whip out the uh, recurve. Ding. So I went back yesterday evening. Uh, me and Wade went out and set up for coyote hunting. Uh, we set up and sure enough, he used his, his, uh, his, his collar that he got for Christmas. And we were sitting there and he goes, coyote coming. And that it came running right down the. Wrote to us and then just darted off and that was the end of that. So uh, I took and we went back to the house. I said, "Man, before well, on the way back, I stopped by that hole, and I was like, holy mackerel, they're back again!" So oh man, so I it's went home, got the gig, and came back. It's not even the rainy season yet. Just wait. No, it, it shoot. It, Coyote hunting and frog hunting in the same night. Jeez. Yeah. In his own backyard. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I'm jealous much. Jealous. So uh, these right here, are you going to try to go back and uh, get a few more of these? Are, are you seeing eggs? Or are you, are, were they breeding? What, I, I mean, why were they out there hanging out so much? Eating. They were eating mosquitoes. That's why they were hanging out. Mosquitoes. This thing yeah. stopped eating mosquitoes about four or five years ago. That's why they ate baby gators. Exactly. <laughs> well, of course, there was a couple of them at the other little hole uh, to the east of that one or south of that pond, uh, that little mud puddle area. There was two baby gators in it about eight inches long. And were there any uh, bullfrogs in there? Yeah, uh, oh, well. I tried to get that one. He was a pretty good size, and he was a little bit uh, – he never came back up. He stayed down. He knew it was up to no good. How much did this sucker weigh, do you think? Oh, I mean, man. seriously, a pound, pound and a half? I don't really know. I would have to say a, a good eight ounces or more, maybe Almost 12. A pound, pound, yeah. pound now. Yeah. I mean, that is a big, big, wide bullfrog. And that was just a, you know, the very first one that I hit, so I took a picture because Courtney wanted to see what – see it again so because she was there the night before she wasn't happy that i was going without her but uh, <laughs> they had some plans they had to run up to the lake at uh see 
Granny and Papa. So, uh, I, you know what I find funny about this picture is the first when the first thing, of course, my generation, the first thing I look at because he took the picture. If you notice, while it's in the light of the wicked light, so it's a narrowed light and it looks like a spotlight. And yeah. If you remember the old Warner Brothers cartoon, uh, you know, "Hello, my honey. Hello, my yep. baby. Hello, it looks honey. just like that." <laughs> it does. It, it? I mean, it looks like he's getting ready to break Oh my the, goodness! He's in the spotlight with a shadow behind it. It almost looks like he's getting ready to sing uh, that that song, that old Broadway tune, man, or whatever it was. But <laughs> that's ridiculous that you came up with that reference. That's what oh, I'm telling you, man. He's like the, <laughs> named a tune, named a series, it, named a show, whatever. Now, like, now that you see it, does it not? That's the first thing that comes into your mind. Is, seriously, I mean, uh, it definitely well, looks like a spotlight on it, like that. Yeah. I, I got to ask you though, uh, Lake Panasovsky, um I is that, is that uh, have you seen a lot of frogs and stuff up there or no? You know, after they went through with the uh, dredging and cleaning up and spent all that millions and millions of dollars to try to improve the quality of the lake because over the years, all the runoff um, before that plenty it good. It was a good frogging, but it's this year. I've really seen a few more, uh, not big frogs, you know, some that you'd just pass up. I would just pass, wouldn't, wouldn't take them, but somebody else might would uh, gig them. But I, I would say next year, um, the old crop of them. I think next year you'll see a. Uh, it'll be close to where it used to be. Have you ever been frog gigging at all, Dean? At all in your life? I have life? not, but it's definitely something that uh, has piqued my interest. I have a creek behind my house, and I hear them every night. But I'm just, I can't yeah. really do much yeah, back but those there. Are, those are those, those are old tree frogs. No, back no, there no. Are. But I know what a bullfrog going, sounds like. Me. No, no, no. These these are like. Oh, is that a gator or is that a frog? Trog. Yeah, leopard frog. That's a well. You know what? You <laughs> no, can eat leopard I, I frogs know, too. I know what a bullfrog sounds like. You can eat leopard frogs too, but man, I've, it's going to take a big old mess. Of yeah, no, I, that's definitely <laughs> something I would enjoy doing. I just haven't done it yet. Leopard frogs are the ones, in case you don't know, are the ones that go when they jump yep. in the water. Yep, and, and always scare the crud out of it because they don't move until the last foot drop, and then you're like, "What's that, oh, you sucker?" Especially no. if they're a big old boy. And I know the difference between the bullfrogs and the pig frogs, too. You know what's really delicious? Those uh, yellow striped uh, Cuban tree frogs. You should try a few of those. Yeah, you know what? When I was a kid, I accidentally <laughs> caught one and touched my nose. Yeah, don't do and, that. And um, it felt like someone was getting two cinder blocks and just crushing my nose for probably a good two or three hours. That's why you got to kill them and eat them, man. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Remember, that's... Just stay that, away. Do that, not mess with those. those are, no. That's UF's uh, solution to every invasive species. Species, you know that, right? Just you know, we got to start eating them. Yeah, pretty much. As, oh, you'd be better off. Well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though, I will say that uh, we did. I wasn't joking when I said uh, yesterday. I think I put out uh, six six frog gigs, the extendable ones. You know, on the handles. Right. Of course, we also have the heads and everything else well, there at G five. But the last guy who came in and wiped me out, you know, we had three left, I think, and he came in and he says. Uh, do you have any frog gigs? And they were in the back. And I said, uh, I have three in the back, but they haven't been uh, received yet. But I can do it real quick, and you can take them if you want them. I said, you going gigging? He goes, my dad, my grandfather uh, has a bufo toad oh. um, problem around his house. Apparently, there's a lot of them there where he lives. <clears throat> and uh, his grandmother's two little yappy flap lap dogs got out there you know, <laughs> around one of them and... Of course, they just nipped at it, and they nipped at it a couple of times, and the next thing you know, they're on the couch going, dude, I don't feel so good. 
So they ended up at the vet. So grandma and grandpa declared war on the bufo toad. Mm-hmm. And so he uh, tasked his grandchildren to go out there and remove every single one of them you can find in the yard. Kill them all. Daisy Red Rider. So that's what I said. <laughs> I said, you get a Crossman 760, man, you'd be out there all night, man. <laughs> no, that's real powerful. You'd be going through shooting windows out and yeah, shooting well, through the stucco and everywhere. <laughs> use a pellet, don't use a BB. And uh, he's like, no, nah, we're going to get out there. I'm going to take my kids, and we're going to go out there with the gigs and go out at night and uh, see if we can't clean them up. So. Nice. You still got to touch them. Well, you don't have to. It's kind of like you got to like make a makeshift zookeeper. You know what that is for the lionfish where you mm-hmm. put it in and pull it out? That's what I said. I said, well, whatever you do, man, don't be grabbing onto those things. Well, as long as you don't put it in your mouth, you'll be fine. Or around your eye. Yeah, but it's like jalapenos. You forgot you ate yeah, two of them at I lunch, so. and then you go and you rub your eye, and it's like, oh my, why is my eye rotting out of my head? Natural selection. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was, but we have a nice, uh, we have a nice selection of them right now going on. So if you want to go out and do some frog gigging with Glenn, uh, go by and get you some big ones. Got those five pronger ones, man, like this. Man, those things are whew, those are wicked. Anyway, we're gonna take a break. We are the big and wild outdoors, brought to you by our good friends out there, Jeep by Feeding Outdoors. And uh Brandon Ford, uh, don't forget any of our good sponsors. Go out and visit them, say hi. Tell them Glenn sent you, because they love him. All right, we're gonna be back. <laughs> Sounds like a good day. Yeah, hey, welcome back, everybody. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Glenn and uh, Dean Frazier, the bane of Pinellas County. Uh, we're all in here today in the studio. Jonathan, uh, he sent me a picture. He's apparently in the middle of some backhoe operations, uh, so he's up there, obviously, in Blunston up there doing some stuff on the excavator. He's here, he's on that hydraulic stuff, so he's excavating. You know all about that kind of good oh, yes. stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, so he's out there, and of course, our good friend Bill George is up in Pennsylvania, apparently doing some turkey hunting. I haven't heard hiding a hair from him. Uh, I talked to him so, the other day, and he did uh, the the camp, as he likes to call it, has uh, two birds. Uh, his daughter missed one, so they would have had three. So I think he was headed back. He should be listening to us this morning. Okay, good. So he's in route, coming back. He's in route. Uh, we were uh, talking a little bit before the break about the. Uh, <clears throat> the toad ec- epidemic that's here in the state of Florida. I heard something. Uh, what was it? Uh, when uh, Dusty uh, Dusty Crumb uh, was talking mm-hmm. with uh, one of the biologists, or uh, oh no, it was Troy Landry when he was doing his little thing down here with the python dude, and the guy was going through the list of invasive species that we now have in the state of Florida. Yeah, that list and, is uh, getting bigger. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was the one who brought up the, and if it happens where if the Burmese python and the rock python uh, get together with some romantic music. and well, I uh, thought they already come to yeah, the conclusion had, that the super snake, as they like to keep calling it. The super snake. Yeah, it's <laughs> already a fact, so they were just now, uh, other, I mean, I thought they already had concluded that. Yeah, yeah it's I already that there. Too. That it's already there. Yeah, well, you know, and that's that's the sad part. That would be a very aggressive, nasty, uh, oh. over 20-foot-long uh, massive muscle that, you know, uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but I put it up on our Facebook page about the guy that had the snake, and he went out, he was a dancer, performer, or something. Yeah, and, I seen you posted that. And he wrapped it around his neck and uh, was dancing around for about, oh, I don't know, 10 seconds before, uh, bang, 
lights were out and he was on the ground and you know the snake uh you know did a little uh you know naked rear naked choke on the guy and uh he was out like a light and it doesn't take very long and uh it's it's an amazing uh kind of video to watch it's kind of scary to watch and when you think about that this is a full grown man about 6 foot tall imagine if that was a 6 year old or a 10 or 12 or even 14 year old out there in the woods i mean you're talking about a snake that uh, could eat a decent sized deer or hog, uh, no problem, uh, you know, and uh, it's one of those things. But anyway, uh, we were talking about the bufo toad and, you know, don't touch them and do all that stuff. And Glenn, uh, during the break, goes, Did you see that story about that guy in Oklahoma that touched that fish and got got stuck by one of its fins? I was like, No, he goes, well, Here, let me show you. And I'm like, It's well, pretty well, nasty picture. I was like, Well, that yeah. looks really lovely. I haven't had breakfast yet. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? But what was it behind it? You just showed me the picture real quick. Uh, yeah, apparently a, a gentleman was fishing, uh, caught a striper in Oklahoma, and it, the fin pricked him in his finger. In a couple of days, you know, of course, it was sore that evening, and then the next day it was infected, went to urgent care, and then it got to the point where it was spreading pretty quick, and they were going to have to possibly amputate his finger. But through antibiotics and, of course, uh, the treatment that he got at the emergency room and the hospital, uh, they were able to – Apparently, right now, it looks like he's going to be able to keep his hands. So, what did he have? He had like uh, the, the, that flesh-eating bacteria type of uh, that we that we find here in saltwater. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that was kind of like that's what really uh, that's like the second case that I've heard about freshwater or just in in land or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't think I wouldn't put those two together that it would be in Oklahoma of all places. Yeah, so you know, here in Florida, that's what. And I sent the guy a message and just let I me mean, you know. Here in Florida, we hear about it all the time in the saltwater side, oyster cut uh, fish, or you know, it's just something somebody gets that comes in contact with it. But uh, another thing this year is a friend of mine. He actually got the same type of thing on his leg and the calf on a uh, just working in the dirt, no no water, just working in dirt and. I mean, it was pretty scary that, uh, you know, here in Florida, you, it happens so much or you hear about it more often. I think that, it's the fact that you hear it more often. I don't, yeah. you know, as a kid, I mean, I, I lived, I lived and breathed running around on oyster bars around Weed and Island. I did too. I mean, I mean, I got cuts. I had Pappy f- by I you. Always, I mean, I got both hands cut on a big old oyster bed. I mean, night I've, and it's, I've been stuck by almost every breed of uh, fish that swims in Tampa Bay besides a shark. And, uh, uh, you know, I've never, never had any of that well, stuff. And they always say, I don't know if it's a compromised immune system or whatever. Well, it also just randomly seems to pop up, too, because there is, you know, random times where it gets to a certain temperature. And you hear about, like, lakes in the area as well getting these bacteria just from people, you know, getting in there, the amoebas or whatever you want to call yeah, them. That's yeah, a, that's the only thing as a kid that yeah. I remember hearing about that's is the, the amoeba. What? But yeah, you hear about all that stuff. Water. But, yeah, as you said, the flesh-eating bacteria has been a happening a lot it seems lately i mean it's just a random occurrence like i knew a guy who got pricked on the finger just by a little red grouper and the same thing his hand got you know got infected and he's fine where did he like, catch shoot, the grouper was it, it was offshore, offshore but oh, yeah was? but like for instance 
I worked on a deep sea fishing boat when I was younger. And I mean, shoot, you deal with a hundred little red grouper a day. You get pricked. Mm -hmm. Like you get stuck. You, your hands get all cut open. You, my hands would get swollen because they'd be covered in salt with all the, you know, and slime and and all that. And at the end of the day, you just got a little bleach and poured it on your hand, washed it off real quick. And that's bleach my hands out. I mean, it it, it just got rid of everything. You didn't have to worry, you know? Yeah, it didn't feel great, but I didn't have to worry at the end of the day about, you know, getting a flex sheeting bacteria. But it's, I wonder if that's the thing that does it is the fact that you. Uh, you don't take care of it immediately, or do you have to take care of it immediately, or do you, or you can wait till the That's, end of the day like you did? Because I, I guess you now you're going to just have to carry a, a tub of Clorox wipes. <laughs> Pretty much. Can you give me the Clorox wipes over there, please. That's the thing. When I was growing up, we just well, was always told to just rub a little dirt in it. Like we just we never really <laughs> add some like, more I didn't, of that. I didn't wear I didn't wear band aids. I didn't. If I got cut or something, I might wash it off, but. No I just way. let things go. You know, and especially if you were, we used to always say the best thing for a cut was when we were in the salt water. Yeah, like, rinse it off. That's all I heard. Yeah, yeah. cut. Yeah. Nah, rinse it off. You'll be fine. Well, are you in the, you're in the salt water. You know, you're already there. It's like the, the salt to take care of it. It's no big deal. So, no. you know, yeah, you know, they tell you don't just do a it. Random, uh, random occurrence. You well, come across you, a bacteria, and that's, I don't know. When you read the uh, things, they say if you got open sores or cuts, don't get in the water. <laughs> yeah, and that's the scary part. I'm yeah, like, who doesn't in. walk around at least with one, uh, you know, with one cut or a scab or something on you? How do you? How do you? I, don't I mean, know. so you never go in the water, or you know, uh, you stay in chlorine all. If all something's day long. gonna take me. Well, it was my time. I don't know. <laughs> well, I look at it this way. Uh, I know that when we first started hearing about those things, uh, I think we had a few people who passed away from that. that, that Some uh, people do. And uh, uh, gets to that point, but it's nice that now it's on the radar. So if they say, mm-hmm. uh, "Well, how did you get this cut?" and you say, "Well, it was in salt water," then they immediately know that they know this. Okay, it could possibly be this. I can't remember the name of that. You know, whatever, Ezona, whatever, whatever. No, you no. can't remember something. Yeah, yeah, that one there. That's one of those scientific things, <laughs> like the you know the Esperazona, whatever, blah blah blah. Eco bacteria, whatever. Well, I think one of the one of the top uh, doctors for them infectious type of situations is right here at Tampa General because uh, whenever uh, my buddy got contracted that and come in contact with it, you know, Plant City treated him, but they also called in the the guy from Tampa General, so was he was say, over get, there treating him. Yeah, get, get Doctor Schmuggemugger <laughs> off the golf course because we got yeah. another bacteria yeah. case over here and. But at least what I was going to say is at least now they have a protocol to be able to start certain procedures where with whatever antibiotics work against it and all that kind of good stuff. But um, like anything else, do it to the end. You know, don't make that stuff any stronger. That's for sure. You know, uh, I just I don't know. I worry about my kids all the time. I know Barrett was out swimming the other day when we were out um, wade fishing. He got a little scrape and. uh you know, it's one of those things where it's like now you didn't think twice about it, but now you got to actually go. How's that cut doing on your leg? You all right? Yeah. Let me take a look at that thing. Okay, it's not red or anything, so you're all good. Until it starts hurting and causing me problems, I just oh well. well. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the old days, it was like, oh, what happened to your leg, dude? Oh, I cut on oyster bars, no big deal. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like, dude, that looks pretty angry. You might want to get to <laughs> yeah. the ER and, and uh, call Tampa General because uh, that yeah, be that's where you want to go. All right, we got to take a real quick break. Wow, that went by fast. Uh, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by 
a G5 feeding outdoors. If you got lucky to got a gator tag like Glenn did this year, if you need some gator supplies, GMB Gator Gear is out there for your uh, for your pleasure. I know that Bill George, when he gets back, he's going to have to restock a lot of stuff because people are stopping in every day and picking up a lot of things. So gator stuff, frog gigging stuff, fishing stuff, bull bay rods, all that kind of good stuff. And a little bit later on in the show, we're going to be talking to uh, Don from Big Dog Baits which they're now carrying out there at G5. Uh, it's one of the only areas, I think the only place in this neck of the woods where you can find them. So a lot of people are happy about that. We're also brought to you by our good friends out there, Brandon Ford. Go see him today if you need a new truck or car. We'll be right back. Got it. Dean, you got it? Got it. Mum's a word, my friend. Welcome back, We're not everybody. Sharing nothing. Aaron's over there going like, what are they over there talking about? During Same the old thing. Same thing. Actually, we were talking about fishing, uh, but uh, don't forget at the uh, top of the hour, we're going to be talking with Don from Big Dog Bait, so uh, you want to get into uh, that conversation. Don't miss out on that. It's a beautiful day today. I wanted to give you a quick little uh, weather update from uh, if you're on the West Coast here. Along the beaches, pretty much, we got a nice uh, uh, sea breeze coming in today. So look out, Polk County, Lakeland, Lake Wales, all that kind of good stuff. So you know what happens in the afternoon when it's the sea Afternoon breeze. showers. I did get to see some <laughs> rain falling back to the east. Looked like it was raining back towards uh, eastern Plant rain. City or whatever uh, I, yesterday the, evening. The other day, man, uh, I was out messing around, and uh, I think on Wednesday we went over to uh, – Hang out with my brother for a little bit and uh, swim in his pool and looked up and there was a cloud that came over that actually had a dark bottom on and said, well, this may actually happen. And, it's been like a month. And then all of a sudden it went away. It was like, well, I guess it ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. But uh, so anyway, if you're looking for a beautiful day today, it's going to be hot. So uh, I was just talking to one of the guys from uh, 98.7 The Shark. Uh, I guess they're headed downtown today for an event down at Ferg's. And I said, if you're going to be outside today, brother, make sure you stay close to that uh, that cooler where the water is. Because you just don't realize how much water you actually need on these days like today. It's, it's going to be a hot one. But uh, it'll be a little cooler here on the West Coast. But where you guys are out there in the center of the state, you know, expect it to be nice and sweltery. And uh, you may get some showers this afternoon. So if you're doing some fishing, get it done now. Get out, get it done now under these nice clear skies. It'll be cool. So anyway, uh, you going to go do any fishing or anything today or tomorrow or this weekend or? Uh, I'm going to try uh, maybe tomorrow afternoon, uh, maybe to get a little bit of fishing in. If not, I'll be uh, doing a little bit of frogging. <laughs> I'm kind of on the frogging thing right now. It's in my blood. I know it's in you now. But uh, what about you, Deanie? Oh man, I got housework to do this weekend, but uh what? next yeah, I got some stuff I got to do. I've been working all week, but I'm pro- I'm probably going to do some fishing next week. I'm going to try to at least. See what happens when you get that brand new baby. Yeah, all of a sudden all the chores seem to just pile up real oh, quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Real He's at my quick. parents this weekend, so I don't have to I don't have to worry about that. I can just work on the house. So, well, what are you gonna uh, What are you gonna be fishing for? What are you gonna go out and try uh, to do? Well, since- actually, I did go out um, Wednesday night, and I ended up going to the South Skyway. And I tell you what, the snapper the the size of these snapper that have been caught recently have been absolutely 
insane those late night around midnight mangroves oh yeah um my buddy caught a 23 the other day what are you catching them on are you using uh, actually we actually got scaled sardines um what you're using the whole thing okay. no yeah just cutting the tail off probably about three or four inch you know sardines and are then, you flipping them under mangroves or no no this docks? is on the skyway on the sky- no yeah on the bridge uh, on the bridge and getting down well like on the pier Flipping them under um, on an incoming tide, mm-hmm. probably flipping them under ten to fifteen feet on a knocker rig with a two watt O'Shennessy and uh, O'Shennessy O'Shennessy and uh, O'Shennessy. I, I got the first time I got hit. I prob it was probably a Goliath. I hooked into this fish and it felt like I hooked a rock and it just wouldn't stop moving. Why did you? Uh, why are you? I, I got to ask. I know you're in the middle of a conversation, but why are you using uh, O'Shennessy hooks? Because. Uh, they're cheap and they uh, are good. I'm using Mustad Ultra Points O'Shaughnessy, mm-hmm. and I just like that they're nice and stout. You know, I, I don't know that when it comes to J hooks, those are usually the only ones I use. I normally use circle hooks, but when it comes to snapper fishing, like I was, I just go with those that particular type. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, uh, you know how I am about uh, those kind of hooks, it's one of those things where uh. If you're going to keep them, I got no problem with it because uh, the snapper do have a tendency to do the same thing the panfish do, and that's the <gasps> yep, swallow them down, swallow it down, and uh, if that hook is down there that deep, it's like you know what, um, you know, if it's not catch and release, fine, well, you know, that's, snip it, throw it yeah. in the cooler, and then clear, get your hook back later, you know, one of those kind of things. But uh, it's nice that they're out there. I know that uh, these days with the trout and the uh, snook, you know, being uh, suspended for a while. People are going to be looking and targeting certain other fish that they could take home for table fare. I know my son is jonesing to get out and um, get some sheep's head and stuff like that. But uh, maybe uh, depending on what's going on next week, maybe uh, we could go out there in the evening and you could show us your secret Ooh, spot. Maybe, maybe. Uh, you I bring, might have to get a few secrets from you as well. You bring the bait. I'll bring the bait. You bring the bait, and I'll bring the rest of the stuff, so it's all good. <laughs> nine o'clock, dude. Nine o'clock. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> nine, nine o'clock hour. We're talking to Don. We're not talking to him now. Okay. Are you in panic mode already? Chase. <laughs> nine o'clock. So anyway, uh, before we hit the top of the hour, there's going to be a lot of fishing going on, and my kid is already starting to think that uh, we're going to be uh, he wants to start, you know, hitting some of the ponds and stuff in the neighborhood. So I thought, what better person to ask <laughs> for advice uh, than Dean Frazier, a man who's been confronted by everybody from l- mad little old ladies in uh, in bed sheets with a yappy dog to uh, our local law enforcement agencies on oh yes on what to do if you're out there and you want to go fish around in your neighborhood pond and uh, things happened. The best thing I would suggest is, one, obviously make sure you have your license because when you do get stopped, which you probably will. 12-year-old um, doesn't need a license, but go well, ahead. Well, yes, a 12-year-old doesn't. But if you're above 16, mm-hmm. you definitely have a license. But regardless, make sure, because you most likely have a phone if you're doing it You know, nowadays, make sure that whatever property you're fishing, if it doesn't have a no fishing sign, then make sure you look up the property lines. That like it, it gets frustrating doing it every time, but make sure you look up the property lines because, especially in HOAs or any neighborhood, um, people will come out and say, "Oh no, this is private property." And if you are allowed to fish it, and there's no no trespassing signs, 
and it's not owned by anybody in particular, like if it's next to an easement or something, you have every right to fish it. But people will tell you otherwise. So you got it. Basically, the best thing is to know your rights, know your fishing rights, whether, you know, not being harassed if you're legally fishing sort of thing. And if somebody comes out and says, oh, no, I own this property or whatever, if they don't and you looked up those, you you have a leg to stand on. Don't worry about it. Just keep on fishing. If and they- now you, uh, when the encounter, I've always told my son that I said, if you're out there and uh, someone confronts you like that, uh, if you know you're in the right spot, and then they're going to call the cops and say PPD shows up, and uh, it's not unheard of. To say I would like an FWC officer oh, of here as well, well. Obviously, be as polite as you can. I know I have had a couple instances where I have not been as polite as I possibly could. But the more polite you are, and if you know a cop comes out, you know they call. You know they don't. They usually, honestly, don't know the the laws when That's it comes true. to that. Mm-hmm. So if that, as you said, if that does become an issue. Ask the call FWC because the, the the one thing that I found out was that you can't sit there and file a complaint after everything already happens. The only way FWC can actually do anything about it this is, is if, in is the if case they, of harassment. Yes, in yeah. the case of harassment, they le- legitimately have to come out and file a report because, like, for instance, I was out on the water. This wasn't a pond, but I was out on the water and fishing a dock, and somebody threatened to shoot me because I was fishing the dock. Guy came out, said he would shoot my boat, and then he threatened to shoot me. I said, this is public water. I ended up leaving because I didn't want him to come out and shoot me, mm-hmm. but I called the FWC about it and they are uh, they had somebody they they had the police come out and you know talk to the guy but um yeah FWC told me they're like you know we can't do anything because it's just a he said she said sort of thing we have to actually you know have everything go down and be out there when it happens and so if if you really wanted to file some sort of complaint you'd have to have them come out Right then and there. Well, and it's also another, uh, like you said, you pointed out, most officers within the city limits probably don't know those rules, as we learned uh, from the poor gentleman uh, who was down there fishing with his family down at Chris at the park, and the guy threw the fish back. And oh all yeah, that kind of stuff. well, that but, was on video, which I'm surprised not yeah. much else came of that because if he were to file charges, you know, he could probably get something for that. But, oh sure, yeah, you know? I mean that's the theft of property, fishing mm-hmm. harassment, and all the other kind of stuff like that. Uh, but uh, that's good advice. And if you don't know for sure, if you want to be the good kid in the neighborhood, you know, go ahead and leave and go find some other place. But, uh, <laughs> but if you you're know, stubborn like me, yeah, if you're stubborn <laughs> like Dean, then expect the law enforcement to show up. All right, we got to take a break for the top of the hour. We come back. We're going to be talking a little bit later with Don from Big Dog Baits. Yeah, it's locally made. Yeah, it's locally operated. And yeah, he lives here locally. So it's all good. He's a man out there working to uh, get one of the best baits out there in the market, and uh, they're available at G5. If you're a freshwater fisherman, it's already there, ready for you to go. Saltwater guys, don't worry. It's coming. We're going to talk to him a little bit later after the break. We're talking for the top of the hour. It's brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll be right back. 